0: Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. Welcome to episode 103. Another week we've blasted past episode 100 and now we're looking forward to episode 200 which will be just around the corner i'm sure my name's gary one of your hosts it's good to have you here as always and joining me in the co-pilot seat is the dude that although he's had his hair cut recently he's now gone back to rocking a hat does it the wrong way around he has his hair messy with no hat and now he's had his hair cut and he lives in a hat so that's the logic that we're dealing with here people so anyway mr marky mark how you doing buddy
1: well if you're watching the live stream what you'll see is i've got a 90s curtains vibe going on so what happened this morning reason i got my hat on is that I uh, I dried my hair, but with a parting in the middle by an accident. <laughs> so, and I've got a few video calls and stuff today. So I was like, what's going on there? Didn't want to get in the shower again. Didn't want to wet the old hair. I'm not at Mad Jeff's Barbers in Darfield anymore. <laughs> and uh, I had to put the hat on, didn't I? So, yes, it is a little bit backwards, but that's all right. We can live, we can live with that. I'm all right, thanks, dude. I'm all right. Um, and before we get into anything, I want to give a shout-out to... Uh, Uh, Roger and and Pascal, who listen to the show. Uh, I mean, Pascal and Denise do. They're supporters of ours on Patreon. Uh, And uh, Pascal and Roger do a a weekly marketing show over on YouTube, and it's a podcast as well. And uh, they gave us a shout-out as creators that inspire them. So thank you for that, you two fine people. And Pascal and Denise, um, I know you'll be listening Saturday morning, so I hope you're having a nice Saturday. I hope the weather's all right, and I hope you're doing well. Thank you for the shout-out. So uh, That's that's like... You know, on radio, I used to feel so cheated. <laughs> so you'd listen to Philip Schofield, or like CBBC, right? You'd listen to Philip Schofield. Someone had called him from the school, right? and every now and again, it was someone from your school. And here we are on CBBS, and we've got Louise from Darfield Upward Primary School. What are you here to say, Louise? Can I just give a shout out to my mum and my dad? You just did. <laughs> Goodbye, Louise. And you're like, what? That was no, I didn't. That was a question.
0: That's how it went, man. That's how it went. Man. Yeah. That was so bad. They used to encourage that as well, didn't they? They used to say, is there anybody you want to say hello to? Yeah, I just want to say hello to my dad and my cousin who's come over <laughs> yeah. with chips. It, it was all the rage, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd, then they'd yank it. They'd be like, you just did. And you're yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. the you, you take the rug from under your feet. Just when you think you're in a groove, they yank it. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Get back in your broom cupboard, Philip. I remember in your Gordon the Gopher days. Don't, don't be doing that to people.
0: Yeah, old <laughs> Phil. Pull yourself hey, together. The What's the matter with you?
1: <laughs> eh. oh, uh, do you know what I liked about that was the, the mild Irish that came out then. Well, he is well, he is Irish, right? That's why I did it. Is he?
0: No. Okay. Fair I I'm
1: going to have to Google that now. Uh, oh, you can just fill in if you want. You know you're leading the show today, so I mean you just you do what you want to do. I'm going to do this googling. So.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. While Mark, while Mark is uh, looking up some information about Phil Schofield, sounds dodgy. It's where, if you are listening on the podcast, as I said, it's good to have you here. If you're watching live on YouTube, then uh, also thank you for joining. It's all good. Episode 103. Uh, before we crack on with the show, I and mean, we have got some cool news to go through before we get back to our regular random spotlight which seems to have made a comeback, which is good. We've got some news around Darth Raven and is Disney potentially bringing him back into canon from the old days? We've got some Lego news. We've got some Disney Plus news and we've got some ridiculous news as always from the likes of certain YouTubers, which we'll get (laughs) on to.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you said that because when I read this piece, right, and I know we'll get to it, right, but here's what happened. Saw it on the Google, on the news, right? Looked at the title. I was like, here we go. Right, clicked on it, said the name of the owl. I was like, you know, here we go, right? He's going to scroll down, and I guarantee one of two names is going to be in this article. Sure enough. You can bet your house on it, 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 mate.
0: You can bet your house on it now. In it? Yep. Yep. In it? Yes, before we crack on. We would love to have you as a follower on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. Listen for free, all the popular ones. There are links to our uh, to all those apps on our website, which is sparkofrebellion.com. Uh, link off to those, or you can listen to the episodes on that, on that website. It's all good. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on there. We chat Star Wars throughout the week. And if you like what we do here and you want to support the show, then you can do that over on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash sparkofrebellion jump on from a dollar upwards, get yourself some swag. I promise I'm almost done. I've got three or four new stickers almost done. I'm just refining them at the moment. They'll be available soon. And uh, yeah, we'll get those out, too. out to peeps and to new patrons. So go and check that out. First bit of news, dude. Old Raven, Darth, actually, Darth Raven, who we know is the Sith Lord, who wasn't a Sith Lord, then became one, then he wasn't one again if you know the backstory of, of Raven. Uh He was ditched, wasn't he? It was a bit of a fallout. When Disney picked things up, they were like, nah, we'll stick him in the Legends bucket. He's all right over there. We don't need to do too much with that. Well, it appears that they've dropped the odd nugget of info about Reven throughout some uh, some films and uh, and some books that might indicate that he's uh, he's coming back into canon or is back into canon, depending on how you look at it. So back when the... Uh, when the force awakens that's uh, the last jedi came out we had the scene with luke on act two and we saw him with all of his little collectibles he's got a little bit of a sideshow wannabe thing going on he's got all his that's little trinkets <laughs> he's got his little trinkets and stuff there and one of the things that he had was a pendant of a broken sith lightsaber crystal And if you check out the book that accompanies the film, The Last Jedi Visual Dictionary, that describes the pendant as belonging to a Jedi Crusader. And those, as I said, who know the backstory of Raven, he was referred to as the Jedi Crusader. So there's a little nugget there. And then we fast forward in time to some of the comics and the Darth Vader comic and so on. And uh, there's some stuff around there. But then the Probably the most obvious bit is the rise of Skywalker, where we're on Exegol. There was a bit that was cut from the scene from the film, but there's a scene where we they show some more details about the temple and all that stuff. And on some carvings and glyphs in the wall, there is clearly Darth Raven etched into the wall with some other Sith lords. We also see Darth Raven, uh, sorry, uh, Darth uh, what's his face, uh, Nahilis Malak and Tullakor. Those guys are all in there in the carving. So that suggests to me, dude that even though the scene was cut this was made for the film so yeah man darth raven could be making a bit of a comeback and has kind of got his foot in the door already it looks like
1: yeah man i i think it's um you know the the the, leg, the legend stuff i think was i mean well i don't think i mean we all know it was only binned because of not wanting to box people in when it came to the new films you know that was a very clear thing that i think anyone would have had to do um because you know, if you create brand new films that that exist alongside legends, you sort of boxed into this storytelling. And if you're not boxed into the storytelling, then you you kind of piss off everyone that that um or into legends. So I sort of get it. And I that the reason I say that is that it's it's clearly not because those things weren't very good. You know, we've seen Darth Bane pop up in the Clone Wars when Yoda went on his pilgrimage. Um, we've even got names in, in that list that you just mentioned, like Darth Nibra, who so was was he? I can't remember. Was he? Um, was he? Um, what's his name? <laughs> um, that, what's his name? Uh, the guy that trained Palpatine. I forget his bloody name now. Uh, Darth Plagueis. Plagueis. Was he? Was Tenebris his master? I can't remember. Um, yes, it was. Yeah, but yep. I fe- yep. yeah, I thought so. Um, so he's, he's, I mean, these characters are not—they're not—they're not being binned off because they're not interesting characters. Um, and mm. I think what they've done with Thrawn is is uh, testament to the fact that 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 Lucasfilm and Disney still believes in this. And what, you know, why? Why make new characters up of that ilk? You know, all, all the, the Mara Jade and all that sort of stuff a little different because of the ties to Luke. But um, th- these sort of high-class, high-named villains and, and and people that don't necessarily interact with the day-to-day Skywalkers, these can easily be brought back in some way or form. It's sort, it's sort of a no-brainer to do it, you know? It's, uh, I think it's, sort, I think it's, yeah, I think it's almost a given that something like this will this this will happen for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, man. And I think they they have tried to bring him back a couple of times outside of the his main appearance, which was Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. I think they have tried to pop him up in some other things. I know he's in. There was a a deleted scene from the Clone Wars. I think it was one of the Mortis stories, and he's in that uh, Ghosts of Mortis. I think mm-hmm. that one. So yeah, he pops was, up in right. yeah, but then they chopped it. So that's interesting. But yeah, it, it it feels like they're dropping little nuggets here and there. I don't think we're in for a massive reveal or anything like that. We're not going to have a Darth Raven movie. Actually, that's it, dude. That's the next video from Zero or um, <laughs> uh, Dimco. In it,
1: you know it's coming, <clears throat> and it, it'll be titled something like. And I guarantee this is like what the title will be. I, mean, I say guarantee in the most tongue-in-cheek. Absolutely, don't guarantee it way at all, but. But at least we own that, don't we? At least we say that this is not true. But anyway, the title is going to be something like, Why Darth Reaven is the person that's camped out on Kathleen Kennedy's front porch and why she is trying to get a restraining order against him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost that, like it? yeah, they report in that style as well. It's all that innit? it? Yeah. It's all that now.
0: Strange, yeah. Yeah, it's almost
1: like they they
0: want to appear legit, so they come across with that authoritative kind of journalism style of, even though it's complete bollocks. It's like, you know, yeah. and that remains to be seen. And then we yeah, have the little you say it
1: in this voice.
0: <laughs> we have the little stinger thing. Then they move on to another story. It's hilarious, but
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And coming up in news: Why Obi Wan Kenobi is actually going to be fired from all sci-fi <laughs> and erased from history. New edit of A New Hope to account for this coming in 2023. Obi Wan will be recast with a lamppost. Do you know so what? That's all crap, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Do you know it'd be really funny if they had a little, you know, on some of those old adverts? I think they were mainly. Uh, sorry, our US friends, but those uh, American adverts from back in the day where they would reel off the terms and conditions really quickly at the end in that kind of Um, legit legal voice, but it was really funny. They should do that at the end of the video. Like All events in this video are subject to change and to be taken with a pinch of salt. And
1: (laughs) definitely shouldn't. They should all start with, uh, everything depicted in this video is completely made up and I thought about it last night because I need a brand new video for my YouTube channel that comes out every Wednesday at 9pm. Hit like and smash subscribe right now. Remember, do never, ever, ever quote me unless you're the Express. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Or even just a simple... The following events are based on untrue events.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could really just go down. The following events are based on jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> all people named in this article are made up. I just completely own it as bullshit.
0: Yeah, just take control of the bullshit. That's all you got to do. Yeah, because then you won't look so stupid when all of the theories <laughs> just collapse. It's, yeah, you look all right then. And then oh, the ones that do amazing. come to fruition, you can be like, told you told you i on that the one one
1: out of a thousand yeah, yeah. <laughs> told you credibility
0: welcome to credibility street people oh, i love it love it anyway the next bit of news dude talking of <laughs> certain youtubers mike zero he's at it again oh <laughs> the link is brilliant mm. here we are mike zero <sighs> he says well does he say or one of his sources whoever that might be i don't know apparently it's another one of those reboot things. So Star Wars is being rebooted. So all the other videos that these guys do about the reboot, nah, they don't believe that anymore. This is the real one. This and, and this time it's real, right? This is the real quiz, right? This is the real quiz. It's going to lob his shoes over the building. So Mike Zero has said that <sighs> coming to Disney Plus is going to be an animated feature, which is going to retcon all of Rise of Skywalker and is going to focus... Uh, It's going to be focused on Rey and her events that have happened after the Rise of Skywalker. But they're going to go back and do some backstory stuff and all that lot. But here's the twist. Daisy Ridley has said no. Of course she has. And it's now going to be an an animated thing. So Kira Knightley is now Rey Rey Skywalker and she's going to be the voice of Rey in the animated show. And I can't even read the rest of it. I can't even go on. I can't do
1: it. (laughs) There's so much hilarity with this one. The first one is... Yeah, Daisy Ridley, who, to her credit, she's been in some great films and she's a great actress. But Kira Knightley's dear man, she's expensive. Do you know what I mean? Keira, it's Kira freaking Knightley. You know what I'm saying? She don't turn up to anything. She's quite picky these days. <clears throat> Second thing. Yeah. Let's take that billion dollar movie and retcon it with an animated series on our streaming channel. So, not compliment it, but retcon it with an and you know. Complementary stuff, I get. <clears throat> Falcon, Winter Soldier, you know, even the Resistance stuff, the Rebel stuff, the Clone Wars stuff, but to retcon it using an animated series. So <clears throat> I think even the Express are starting to get a bit miffed with this, but this kid that's published it, Callum, um, he's obviously like, you know, he needs something to publish, I guess, because what's gone on here is they've even started throwing shade a little bit, right? So the opening for this is... <laughs> Star Wars reboot, Daisy Ridley replaced a Rey Skywalker by Keira Knightley, right? Then the byline uh, underneath it, the, uh, sorry, the the intro paragraph, Star Wars, a leaker, in air quotes, leaker, the word leaker is now in quotes, all right? Because they don't believe it anymore, <laughs> they just need someone to report on. So, <clears throat> you get through this article, right, a little bit further down, underneath the Michael Jackson armband and the Elvis Presley photo shared by his ex-girlfriend, Linda Thompson, what you end up with is... The information Zero revealed ought to be taken with a grain of salt, however, as not every piece of Star Wars interlaced provided has been 100% correct. So even on the, like, Zero's even getting shade from the Express, who is taking his stories for clickbait. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? What a world! It's like, yeah, it's almost a weird paradox, isn't it, where you've got a media yeah. outlet, a, a, a tabloid website, is reporting on a leaker saying that that leaker should be taken with a grain of salt. It's like, what world do we live in man? It's crazy. Um, but yeah, Welcome I can't even read.
1: 2 one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I can't even. I don't want to go through the rest of it, mate, because it's all BS, man. It's all crazy. But um, <clears throat> will this be one of the stories that was correct? And he's going to... I wonder what's going to happen. Mike Zero or, or Doomcock, are they going to host an event? Like an I told you so event... Where this could be the one, but I doubt it, mate. This is a bit, um, yeah.
1: I, I, I kind of hope so. Like, I'd be all right with that if you just did a "Told You So" event. I'd be but the first all end up and say, "Fair play, fair chuffing play." But you know what's happened, don't you? Like, bear in mind, she was in episode one as well. Like, everyone knows Kieran Allen was in episode one, so you know. But he, they've clearly just gone. Hmm, English actress with a good bone structure. Kate Winslet, she can't do it. Because she's busy, and maybe she don't really look like Daisy Ridley. Who else can we get? Well, Olivia Colman, she's busy on the old crown these days. Right, Keira Knightley it is, because she says <laughs> she shares a similar bone structure and accent. That's it. That is literally the backup of the story. In my view, that is where that's come from.
0: Mm, yeah. yeah. Crazy. It's crazy, man. And even the headline actually is a bit assumptive says Daisy Ridley replaced as Ray Skywalker by Kira Knightley. that's not true at all. No one's replacing anyone at this point, yeah, I mean, I do agree that I don't think Daisy Ridley I don't think she's she's in any rush to come back. I think she wants to have a bit of a break oh. from you know pretending Dude. to be a Skywalker,
1: but I've seen it. oh, it's here. this is what we needed. This is what you should always look for in these kind of things. To quote, he said in a video which was released earlier this month, Daisy will be replaced as Ray Skywalker in the planned sequel series. Was it a reboot or a sequel? Where Lucasfilm has chosen Kira Knight to lend her voiceover work and facial scans to portray the character of Ray in animated form. Right? And this is the kicker because it can't, this could not be included knowing these guys. Daisy wants nothing to do with Star Wars anymore since she herself had issues with Kathleen Kennedy. There we go. What? But they never say what issues, do they? And if they do, it's all hyperbolic. Of course. Oh my god, it's toxic, man. Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, what
0: issue is like you left the tea bag in too long? Yeah, it could be that. I mean, that'd be me off. You don't mess with a brew. So I'm not surprised. Sam
1: started putting the milk in too soon, dude.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised, man. Daisy Ridley, she's a Brit. She appreciates the proper cup of tea. Kathleen Kennedy's like three seconds in. Or even she put the milk in. Oh, God, she might have put the milk in first.
1: God, Nah. There's only my grandma that can get away with that, because somehow my grandma's china cups maintain a good quality cup of tea, even with milk in first. And normally, I wouldn't be going down to see her. I'd be like, Grandma, I'm out. But for some reason, it's still nice tea. Anyway, this is just absolute crap, innit?
0: It is. It is crap, and because of that, we're going to move on. We have got some official Disney Plus news to cover, which is good. So Andor, which has been in production very slowly, ramping up over the last couple of months, we now have some set pictures that proves that something legit from Disney Plus is actually being made. So the guy that got fired for doing the Obi-Wan Kenobi set video uh, that We spoke about that a week or two ago. Now we've got another one. This is in Essex in the UK. This is one of the oil refineries over there. I think it's called uh, Coringham Oil Refinery over in Essex. And uh, they've set up this huge set there. They're making the most of, of everything. And um, yeah, you can see some really good photos. Actually, they've got uh, a load of their trailers around there. They've got huge, massive green screen panels that are up on cranes so that they can presumably fill that in with space or aircraft of some sort spaceships that's what they're called and that sort of thing so although um, this is not meant to drop until next year uh, it's good that they're over there doing all the set stuff and interestingly enough they're not doing this on the on the volume you know the huge livable soundstage as it with the mandalorian so that's interesting but at least this time dude we're reporting on actual photos of an actual thing which is good
1: yeah, it is, isn't it? It's nice to see this uh, starting to go into a little bit of uh, progression as well, because it's sort of, it's one of those things, you know, this Andor series that have been put out there such a long time ago, and then there's been so much happened since, and we've not really had that much news you know, it's, it's sort of one of those that's gone on... Like the Hawkeye thing, you know, on, on Disney Plus as well. Like Jeremy Renner said yesterday it had wrapped film, and I was like, oh, crap, I forgot about that. Because um, you don't really hear much about it. You know, it's just one of those. It's, it, it sort of goes under the radar, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. You know, a lot of these things that go under the radar end up being some of the best things because they've not been spoiled. There's not been, uh, you know, there's not been that much uh, said about them. You know, so you're kind of pleasantly surprised. Um, so we'll see on that one. I mean, I don't know. Do you think... This Cassian Andor name, this Andor, do you think whoever pitched that was just like, look, we've got two ideas for this guy. It's Cassian Smith or Cassian Jones. And the director just went, Andor, doesn't matter. <laughs> and he was like, all right, we'll go with that if you want, boss. Total miscommunication. And then here we are, you know, five years in. We're getting mm. a series. Yeah. but And probably the domains were available as well. So you got to look for that.
0: Yeah. thats I like that, dude. Nice little I see what you did there. It's a, it's a ditty. And I like it. Mm. It's and or. What if he was called either or? Cassian and Cassian, well, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Cassian either or Cassian either or, yeah.
1: Sounds like a uh, a, a, a Viking. Oh, Cassian either or
0: come on, what's what's the character's name? Cassian. And Or? Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, we like that. And what does Cassian do? Works in a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Doing what? No.
1: We need him to be a rebel. <laughs> All
0: right. Works in the rebel warehouse. <laughs> Just general warehousing in the warehouse. <laughs> Crikey, right? Who is so, this Cassian? I've never heard of him. <laughs> he never existed, did he? Well, you back me into a corner, have not I? <laughs> right, that's Cassian andor. It's legit, it's happening, which is really good, because... (laughs) Have
1: we got a uh, release date on that? Sorry to interrupt, dude. We've got a release date on
0: that? No, it's just sometime next year. Twelve episodes long, though. So, already beating out Obi-Wan with the old runtime. But the good thing is, is that when we had Obi-Wan in production, remember the whole script saga, like people weren't feeling it, and they pulled it for a while and cancelled it, then it was back. So, it looks like this doesn't... It's not suffering, sorry, with the same... Uh, sort of things that Obi-Wan went through. It seems like it's rolling, which is good, which is good. Uh, moving on to some video game news. Knights of the Old Republic, which we spoke about briefly with Darth Raven, is defo happening, dude. And when I say defo happening, I mean the remake of KOTOR, which is really good because it's still a classic. Let's not make any any bones about that. It's a classic game. It's a really good RPG. Some consider it to be the best Star Wars game ever made. Uh, which I kind of agree with. It's The story is just so engaging, like when you get into it, because after the first 15, 20 minutes are out of the way and you've established your character, the story really does sweep you away and you get to explore. And it's the it's cracking. it's a really cracking game. But the problem is, although you can still buy it on various platforms, you can get it on the consoles as part of backwards compatibility. You can even get it on your phone and your iPad and stuff. It's, there's an iOS version. It still suffers with that clunky dated graphics which has a certain charm i suppose but it's always cool when they do these remasters and it's definitely happened it's always been just bubbling away under the surface for years now in fact probably the last six seven years we've had rumors knocking around i'm surprised zero and doomcock haven't reported that it's happened by now but we've had loads of stuff and rumors around it happening but there was uh, an interview so there's a you've probably heard of a guy called jason Shreer. he used to be a a video game journalist worked for some of the big outlets uh, kotaku and um euro game, i think something like that and but he's very in touch with the industry still he needs very he, you know he chats to a lot of insiders and he's unlike the doomcocks and the zeros he does actually have a really good track record and does actually speak to um to sources and stuff and he was doing an interview on the min max show and he basically said yeah the guy interviewing was saying look this has been there's been chat around this is it happening or not and jason was like uh well actually yeah Yeah, it's actually happening. So everyone lost their mind. And then he went on to say shortly afterwards uh, that it's public at this point. I've basically confirmed that Aspire, uh, which is the company that has ported a bunch of KOTOR games, is in fact working on the remake. So, dude, it sounds like it's definitely happening. So this is really cool. Those of you that have not played KOTOR, it's a cracking game to get into, man. Looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, man, I'm keen for this. Uh, it's good timing for us as well because we're, we were talking about this the other day about like next gen consoles and wanting to revisit some other stuff. And there seems to be a real renaissance of people uh, picking some of these older things up, like of our age group. So, like as an example, of that I've been looking at uh, Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three, the Nemesis one. Um, then the remaking resident evil 1 and then they're going to pick up resident evil 4 like they're making all these classic games again for next gen and uh, the fact that they're doing this is, is fantastic so i've been wanting to i've been wanting to get it and it's been the graphics that puts me off because as much as i love playing the games i'm like uh i've sort of got a bit like it's got a bit of a shelf life for me because i get put off by the graphics after like an hour of it um so this is really good news man i'm really looking forward to being able to take advantage of these um, some of the older classic games that are coming out um, across the board, and just really letting them loose a little bit on on the next gen. I'm I'm, I'm really in for this sort of stuff at the minute, dude, um, because they're never that expensive either. Like Resident Evils, I think two and three are like twenty quid each. You can get them even cheaper from CEX, obviously, but I think even new they're not that expensive. Um, so th- this is this is great stuff, man, and um, I'm hoping. I don't know if it will do with the, the licensing, but there's a lot of Star Wars stuff. I don't think it's EA, EA is it, obviously, but maybe it'll end up on Game Pass somehow, somewhere. Um, that'd be the ideal, but probably not. Uh, probably not. But um, yeah, it's almost a no-brainer, isn't it, to pick this up? Oh, defo, mate.
0: Definitely a no-brainer. And I wonder if they'll go down the road of making it uh, like a dual graphics engine thing, like they did with the Halo Halo 1 and 2 where you just smash yeah. a button and then instantly you're in like the old graphics. So for the purists and the guys that appreciate the old nostalgia point of view, you can still play it that way. But mm. for us dudes that want to you know, experience it in a bit more of a modern light, you can play it through that way. So I wonder, could be interesting though. So yeah, that's coming. We have no idea whether that's probably going to be, I would say, at least a year out, I would say.
1: Yeah, it's got to be on it. Yeah,
0: so it's probably not round the corner, but at least we know it's being worked on, and that's no guarantee still, but at least we know that it's worked on, and hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll come to fruition, which is very cool. Because do,
1: you think be, um, do you think they'll do anything with the, the um, canon on that one and just say, like, oh, yeah, this is canon now, or do you think that's just? Uh, it's just, look, we're remaking the game, that's it, it's standalone?
0: Yeah, I think the second...
1: Mm. Makes me, more sense, doesn't it?
0: Yes, because uh, I'm getting sick and tired of waiting for the the new Lego Skywalker Saga game, dude. Oh, I know. I'm sure that was delayed, you know, again. I'm sure it's meant to be out next month. Yeah, it was. Something has been it pushed was. back again. Yeah. Assholes.
1: Ethos. Uh yeah. Let's have a quick look at when that is. Um, it, it has been delayed again. It was supposed to be October, wasn't it? Um, no, it's yeah, meant yeah, to It has to be it's been spring. delayed again a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's meant to be yeah.
0: spring this year, I think.
1: Yeah, it's been pushed a few times. Yeah. Because it, it was going to be last year before Christmas, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, spring, and then and then only two weeks ago or so, it was pushed again. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it, man?
0: Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. say assholes in jest, of course. I appreciate yeah. how hard um, video game devs and designers work. It's tough, man. It's tough. Big job, in it? Yeah. Uh, last bit of news, then, before the random spotlight. You know that we love Lego here on the show. Mark likes Lego. If you're watching on YouTube, have a look behind. You can see a couple of bits of Lego knocking around. New R2-D2 is on the way, dude. We've got a new set. We've had a few of these from Lego over the years, obviously. And uh, on May the 1st, we have a new set. If you want the code, I'll give it to you. 75308. That's the one you're looking for, the brand new R2-D2. Just over 2,000 pieces. And on the uh, Brick Fanatics website, which is kind of cool they cover a lot of lego stuff and i imagine you'll be able to see these soon on lego.com they've put a bunch of, uh, of photos some really big ones and uh yeah this is not uh as tiny as this is really weird because all those other helmets that we spoke about on a couple of weeks ago i thought they would be a lot larger and then for some reason i thought this would be a lot smaller but it's bigger than what i thought it was going to be so that's all good and uh yeah it looks pretty detailed actually 2,000 bricks just over. And it comes with a very cool little display sign as well. I think it's one of the only few sets this year that are going to have the um, Lucasfilm 50th anniversary badge on the stand, which looks pretty cool. So, yeah, I like this, dude. How much do these sets normally go through? This is going to be 100 quid, isn't it, roughly, I reckon.
1: I'd say probably more than that with the size of it, dude. If you you think about the helmets, you know, they're... 50 quid, 55 quid new um, when they first come out. So I'd, I'd, I'd say maybe 120, 130, because it is a chunk, man. It's a big beast. I've right. um, right. read a couple of reviews on this as well in that um, apparently it's a bit more complex. It's sort of just got the, because it's got the lightsaber and stuff inside it. And it's got, apparently it's just got just enough LEGO Technic in there to make it a bit more challenging um, than, than the standard. Um, but I've got to be honest, man, I've got my eye on a few of these. I'm, I'm, I'm debating... Um I sort of want to get those two helmets because I've got the other three in a display case. I sort of want to get another one. Uh, sorry, get the Vader and the Scout Trooper one. But I'm thinking I'll get them later. But I'm thinking about this this R2 dude and I'm thinking about the Mos Eisley Cantina set. Oh still. Yeah. Yeah, I've been looking at it again. I've got a little <laughs> you can see over there behind if you're looking on the live stream. I've got this kind of shelf that I'm redoing this this one. Oh yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking it'll look pretty sweet on there. Oh, I would, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking about doing that and then move a little Grogu. Probably get him up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Move Anakin up. Mm. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm thinking about a couple of these, man. This R2 looks badass. And one of the reviews also said that the um, apparently the internals are the real key to this one. And some of the diagrams aren't quite as good as Lego normally. Some of the angles, because of the way you've got to construct things at a bizarre angle to support the dome and all that. Apparently, the instructions aren't quite as clear as a lot of the other Legos. Okay. Um, but it looks beaut, dude. It looks brilliant.
0: It does, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The colours on it are, are fantastic.
0: Yeah, man. Absolutely. Oh, they've nailed the colours because the the white bricks are not white. They're kind of just slightly off white, which you would expect, yeah. you know, and the blues bang on. And even the little, um, the little trunk, the cable trunkings between his feet and his legs, and, you know, all looks bang on. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you, dude. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Got my eye on this one. Well, it would probably take me about nine months to build it, but yeah got my eye on it when does this drop may 1st yeah may 1st and apparently they're doing these promotions at the moment i think with this one it mentions on this website that if you pick it up during the launch weekend then you qualify for the may the 4th star wars weekend promo set which is a tatooine uh, homestead set so it's not very big but um you might get that thrown in depending on where you order it from so uh yeah we'll keep you updated on if one of us pick this up yeah it should be good
1: there's a couple of things that are, and uh, the, there's a couple of um, extra ones that I'm, I'm kind of fancy as well, like the A Wing. Just looking at that one as well, there's an A Wing on a stand which looks badass. And um, they're giving away, I think, an Imperial shuttle if you order it as well, a little mini Imperial shuttle, um, mm. which. I didn't see it on the R2-1. It was on something else that I was looking at. But yeah, like for the May, the fall celebrations, like you said, that opening weekend, there's a lot of, there are a lot of incentives on this. And just to, we talked about the price. I've clicked through. Um, they've got a little bit more insight on another post on Brick Fanatics. It's going to be 180 quid. Huh. Um, and it's it's exclusive to Lego. So I might knit down and pick one up. I mean, I don't want to, because I've got to buy doors for the house, like. but um, <laughs> she'll, she'll not know. Sam won't know. She won't, she won't remember. Nah, she won't remember. So, you got, you're safe. You're safe. <laughs> you're safe. You got those
0: doors for the house yet? Yeah. You just walked through one. Yep. We' not noticed.
1: They look very similar to the old ones. <laughs> well, and that's the secret. That's the magic, isn't it? No disruption.
0: <laughs> so it, It's a seamless transition, sure.
1: <laughs> Out with the old, in with the new, but looks the same. Looks the same. It get Replete with all the all the mess and the paint scratches and everything. even the old handles. I've put them back on. <laughs> you wouldn't notice, would you?
0: You you can't smell <laughs> that it's a new door. And you no, you can't smell the new wood. Well, that's your own fault. What are you even here?
1: Get out the door. Get out the new door. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I'm Lego. That, am I? Here we go. That's she that's listens to this now. I'm knackered. Can no, i buy be it? right. i no, be right.
0: That's Lego. And that concludes our new section, dude. We're going to bring back Use. the, uh, as we have done the last couple of weeks, we're rocking and rolling with the random spotlight. We brought that back, which is good. And this week, we are focusing on a certain character, which happens to be the bounty hunter, Aura Sing, indeedy. So I've chosen Aura Sing because I've been watching a ton of Clone Wars recently. As you guys know, Mark has been mocking me uh, relentlessly every week about watching clone wars and stuff but i i am almost to the end of the end is in sight so i just finished up episode <coughs> 20 of series five at the weekend and that then because i'm doing the chronological watch that leads me into season six that's the next one so episode one of season six and it just blasts all the way through that there's only 13 episodes in there and then I'm on to series seven, which is good. But Aura Singh has popped up in a few of these episodes. And she's an interesting character because she has that kind of really badass vibe about her. And she gives not just the sort of run-of-the-mill non-Jedi characters some, some trouble in, in the Clone Wars. She also gives the Jedi some trouble as well. She's not an easy takedown. And uh, she has a very close link to, uh, to Boba Fett um, she, uh, uh, she was in his company when, um, when he was killed. And then she, she, uh, she trains, uh, Jango Fett and she, she embarks on a mission. The first time we see her in a clone war, she embarks on a mission for him to take out Mace Windu, which doesn't quite go to plan. And then she comes back again. And we see her in the, in, um, in the Phantom Menace as, as well. She's watching the, the pod race. Um, what's it called? The Bunta Eve, is it Bunta? Bunta? Bunta Eve classic. Yeah, she's watching that. So she pops up now and then. She's one of those cool characters. She's almost like Bosk from the original trilogy. She's got this cool bounty hunter vibe about her, but she's not in... Important's not the right word. She's not um, in the mainstream enough that if you talk start talking about Star Wars characters, her name pops up a lot, but she is there at key moments, and she, is, she does have quite an important um, uh, role to play, especially in the Clone Wars. And uh, the... Uh, species that she's you know it's quite cool this paladoven uh, species is quite cool she's very well suited to um uh to hand-to-hand combat and she's got the big long fingers and stuff so you know she's 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 pretty tasty uh when when mm. shit goes down and uh yeah and she's just got a real dark streak to her as well she's really cool so she's not full-on sith dark side dark but she has got a very cool um dark side to her and uh, yeah, I just love her character in the Clone Wars. I'd love to, it's a shame that they killed her off really because it would have been cool to bring her back in something, in some shape or form uh, later on down the line. But I think she was popped off by, uh, why, well, what's the guy's name? Beckett, uh, Tobias Beckett. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes her out at some point. Doesn't really do too much. It wasn't an interesting big fight. I think he just pushes her over and, um, and she ends up falling to her death. So, But it would have been cool to bring her back. But yeah. And she does. She she works well with Cad Bane and all those guys, and she fits in. She's got that typical baddie feel, which is very cool. So, I like this character, dude. I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. dude. a good choice on this one. It's um, it's an interesting one because it's one of those inevitable Star Wars things, is it? You know, it's the ice cream. Container. It's the blue milk. It's one of those that we, we sort of talk about semi regularly. Where you know she she just appeared in the Phantom Menace, and then people latched onto it, and then we developed it more and more as a as a fandom. And suddenly she's in the Clone Wars, and then she's referenced by Beckett in Solo. And it's uh, yeah, it's, I think that's it's just testament to Star Wars how they listen to the fans to a degree. Like it's fascinating because they just ignore the fans in a, in a lot of stuff. Rightly so, that's what they're paid to do is to to write stuff better than we could. But they they sort of, they seem very cognizant of what the fans are really enjoying when it comes to the characters. And, you know, certainly back in the day, they used to do that anyway. And, um, yeah, it's fascinating because she did pop up in the Phantom Menace and you're like, ooh, who's that? And then you didn't, you know, it was just, there was nothing to it. It just was what it was. And, uh, yeah, I I remember watching the Clone Wars through the first time I watched it through. And... um, just sort of thinking to myself what a cool set of characters the bounty hunters were because you never really got it fleshed out a little bit, you know, you, you never really got that much of it. Um, and that ruthlessness of Boba Fett, and you know, this is before we had Tamura Morrison back in The Mandalorian, this old book of Boba Fett stuff. This was back when Boba was really just you're supposed to know that he's a badass because he was an Empire for a bit and Return of the Jedi for a bit, and his dad was a pretty badass and did the clone thing, but you never really saw Boba do much. So when she came up in the Clone Wars, it was really interesting because I, I was fascinated by how there was already this, like, guild. this You know, this was a, it's a long-standing thing that Boba is just a small part of as a kid, and that's, you know, it was just a very interesting way to flesh out the story. Um And she's part of some of the best in my view, some of the best kind of standalone storylines as well, like none of the big mythological ones like the Gossamortis Mortis or whatever, but the ones where um, they invade the Imperial Senate and they, 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 you know, invade all that. And, like, they're pretty sweet episodes. And, you know, the audacity of it all and Cad Bane's character and you've got Padme standing there with some senators and you got, I don't know if Anakin's in there or someone's in there that's got a saber and you've know, got to try and get yeah. the saber. Is it Anakin that's mm-hmm. in there, but Padme's got his lightsaber because she, he didn't want, she didn't want him to get caught with her or something like that. It was like a weird thing going on, wasn't it, in that episode? Yeah. Um, and just, what, what a nice way to flesh out. Because I think Star Wars has always got this problem in that like the light side and the dark side, the Jedi and the dark side wielders, the Sith or the Inquisitors or whatever, they are so big and powerful that it would be easy for the bounty hunters to be boring because... They're sort of the 2nd well, the rates, you know. They don't have the powers. The, yeah, we get it, they're nasty, they're bad guys, but Jedis can take these guys down easy, you know. So And they, they didn't do that in Clone Wars. It was like, well, the, these guys aren't scared of Jedis. They can take Jedi down in different ways. Um, they're very resourceful. So, yeah, man, that was one of my favorite aspects of Clone Wars was how they handled the bounty hunters. Um, Cad Bane and, you know, all of these people that just cropped up and you're like, ooh, okay, that's actually another facet to the universe so yeah interesting my man interesting
0: yeah yeah and I like that we've got enough time to explore some of these additional characters like the bounty hunters in something like the Clone Wars because in Empire we saw them lined up when Vader's hired them all to go and find the Falcon and they look really cool so along with um, Bosk and Boba Fett we had IG-88 and Dengar those sorts of guys but we just didn't have enough time that we couldn't you can't just go off, and and back in the day, <clears throat> excuse me, they couldn't do a spin-off, they couldn't do like a Bounty hunter spin-off movie, that just wasn't on the cards or anything, so we saw them for just a few seconds on screen, and you thought, oh, those guys look really cool, you know, what's going to happen with those, but then it sort of focused on Boba, and you didn't see, see them again, so it's very cool that they've afforded time within the Clone Wars to not just focus on Obi-Wan and Anakin, but to flesh out some of these supporting characters who come back a few times, like Aurra Sing and Cad Bane, and Zero the heart, you know, those sorts of characters Mm. that they didn't have to. They didn't have to come back and revisit those. So, yeah, very cool. I love stuff like that. I love it. Yeah,
1: same. I think what's good about stuff like that as well is, um, like you said, they can just create, and this is sort of why the films are so frustrating because it's like they've got a, you know, like in The Rise of Skywalker, they've created all this stuff for no reason, you know, but when any other property in Star Wars doesn't do that. Any other property looks at what already exists and threads that. Like Fennec Shand appearing in the Bad Batch, didn't need to be Fennec. It could have been any other bounty hunter, and the the plot points would have been the same. Um, you know, the, the 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 collaborations, the relationships, they could have all been the same, but they didn't. They went, well, wait a sec. Let's connect these ten year periods or 15, 20 year periods, um, or it's 25 years at this point, actually, with, between the Mando and, and the Bad Batch, so that's what sort of frustrates me with the films, is that, oh, let's create Exegol. Why? We don't need to. Do you know what I mean? Let's let's create these Sith Eternal. Why? Hmm. You don't need to do that. Like, you've got Darth Plagueis there that manipulates life and death. Like, that's the way you bring a Sith back, surely. You know, it, and it, so i think i don't know it's that dis, it, things like this highlight the disjointedness between the movies and and everything else and it really is the movies and everything else because everything else is really tight in and i know we talked about that skywalker biography book last week i'm sort of i don't know maybe three quarters of the way through it now and um you know that's like the ultimate' it's, it was still a bit dull to start with but i know we'll talk about this on another episode but the one thing it does do is it brings everything together. And, you know, there was no need to create these other characters. There's mm-hmm. plenty going on. Um, so, yeah, I know it's a slight digression, but sort of frustrating when you've got these amazing characters like Aurra and Cad Bane and, you know, Hondo and Akka and all these Clone Wars people that you could easily, and locations and planets. And like we talked about last week with the Killer base, why not just come out and say, that's Ilum? <laughs> why not just do it? Yeah, You know? Yeah weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah, strange. I think they fell into the trap of they don't want to be accused of reusing stuff because that was probably one of the biggest criticisms of The Force Awakens. It was a bit of a remake of A New Hope. So they've fe- they're they fearful of settling into stuff that's already there. They feel like they have to come up with new stuff to please new Star Wars fans or even current Star Wars fans. It's like if we just start using stuff that's been around for years, we'll be accused of, of not innovating the story and coming up with new stuff. So... Yeah, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre old game, and it? it's um, yeah, it's a strange old thing. But yeah, just thank God, man, for people like Dave Filoni who are making these shows, and you know, people like that who are pushing, and even Favreau to an extent with The Mandalorian, along with Filoni and stuff. Just thank God that they're around to push all of this really cool stuff and these cool characters and afford them the time and stuff. So there we are. That's Sing. She takes the she takes the spotlight in the random spotlight this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep these random spotlights going, man. They're cool. I've enjoyed going back and, and, and diving into some stuff with these, So it's all good. And we are going to wrap there for episode 103. It's been great to have you all here, as always, watching on YouTube. Uh, it's great. And uh, those of you listening on the podcast, uh, welcome back. Uh, it's been good So, talk through Star Wars for another week. And uh, we've covered some cool news bits. We're trying to whittle down the... Because we've got loads of news that we put into our list every week. But we're trying to whittle it down to the most important bits. Uh, so, um, yeah, hopefully you guys are now up to speed with everything Star Wars. The important stuff, anyway. Whether you class Mike Zero and Doomcock is important that's another question but it's entertaining nonetheless uh, for next week for 104 it's going to be Mark driving and I'm going to put the responsibility on him to choose the random spotlight next week he can do Easy. whatever he wants yeah so it's been Easy. good dude it's been good to, uh, to catch up again
1: always good my man yeah good to chat Star Wars uh, nice way to finish the week off but yeah thanks to you for listening thanks again to uh, Roger and Pascal for the shout out on the show and to Denise as always for listening plus our other patrons Of course, Tom, Sean, Dave, and the rest of the team over on Patreon. Thank you so much for that. And, yeah, we'll see you next
0: week.
1: Indeedy, we'll see you next week. And remember, you can listen for free
0: and follow us on whatever podcast app you get your podcast on. Uh, Make sure you do that so you don't miss a show when it lands every single Saturday. We're on the socials too. Give us a, a search over there, Spark of Rebellion, we chat Star Wars throughout the week. And uh, again, just want to echo Mark. Thank you so much to our current patrons. And if you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. We'd love to have you supporting the show. Get yourself some swag and some other perks and stuff over there. Go and check it out. We would love that. So until next week, take care of yourself. And may the force be with you always.